A man in today's world wants support and guidance when tackling life's problems, but many times we feel that we need to keep our heads high and just deal with it. You know, that's not always the way to handle the issues. Now, there's Fundamentals with Carl Bobo. From health issues to family, workplace, sports, and more, we're here to provide a frank and open discussion of the topics men need to hear. Now, here's your host, Carl Bobo. Good afternoon, good afternoon. How's everybody today? Welcome to Fundamentals. As we always say, it's the show about men and a good source for women who care about the men in your lives to learn more about us. I'm your host, Carl Bobo. Fundamental, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. I must admit, I kind of miss talking to you all over the last few days, so it's certainly good to have you uh, back in the audience and on the radio as listening to us today, and hopefully we can bring some things of value Uh, to the table. Today, I want to just really launch right on into this because we're going to kind of launch out into a little deep waters uh, today and talk about uh, what I believe uh, is a very serious topic, but also one that I really don't see anybody actually talking about. And uh, I think we need to shine the spotlight on it a little bit and uh, see if we can uh, uh, come to an agreement on some things and also some solutions. So what what we want to talk about today is really the crisis that men are in. In other words, men, the men in crisis, you know, the men in crisis. Now, I know I got some people sitting here on the phone right now driving on their car saying, wait a minute, what crisis? What crisis are men facing right now? We're going to talk about that. So I'm going to ask that you just give me your undivided attention for a few moments and uh, let's see if we can get some great uh, conversation going. Hey, check this out. I read something the other day that said this is the most complex time in the world to be a man. I want you to think about that for a minute. I know some women who might be on the call might disagree with that a little bit, but before you give me some pushback, hang on in there with me and let's think about it again. Again, the statement was that this right now is the most complex time in the world to be a man. Now, where am I going with this? Let's, let's, Let's talk about it a little bit. Men of all ages right now are struggling with competing views and values of manhood. The late uh, Miles Monroe once said, uh, he told a story that I think, uh, in, in one of his writings that I think really vividly shows the complexity of today's man's plight. So if you will, and just just bear with me a little bit and allow me to just borrow your imagination. And uh, I think this thing will become clear to you as we go on. Now, uh, what, what he said is, he, he said, pretend, and I'm gonna ask that you do this right now, just, just pretend 
that you are watching. There was an old game show that uh, was out umpteen years ago, which starts dating us, but it was called To Tell the Truth. So pretend you are watching this old game show called To Tell the Truth. And adjust the, and and basically what the show was about is, you know, people would uh, make statements and you had to find out who was telling the truth or not. So so here in, in our situation, in our scenario, you have three contestants trying to convince you that all three of them, that they are the real man. If only one of them is going to get it, all three of them, are trying to convince you that they are the real man. And you have to guess which one is authentic and which ones are the imposters. Now, can we can we have some fun with this today, Wonder Man? All right. Here's contestant number one. He tells you he is the real man because he feels the traditional male role. What is that? He supports his family financially while his wife cares for the children and the home. And as long as he provides a roof over their heads and food for them to eat, he is fulfilling his duty as a husband as well as as a father. Now, this man does not consider his wife to be his true equal. And I'm going to say that again. This man in the traditional male of contestant number one does not consider his wife to be his true equal. Now we have contestant number two. And when they ask him to prove, you know, who he is, that he's the real man, he says that he is the real man because he has a culturally progressive role. He says he he shares household and uh, child rearing responsibilities with his wife while they both pursue careers. Now, contestant number one, he thinks of his wife as his equal. All right, so keep all that in mind. Then we've got contestant number three. And when they ask him to, you know, basically give his statement as to why he's the real man, he explains that he is the real man because he has been freed from male stereotypes and has decided to take on the nurturing role of caring for his children and the home while his wife goes to work. He considers his wife equal to himself eh, and sometimes even better, being that she's a little bit more compassionate compassionate and uh, uh, has a sensitive nature, a more of a sensitive nature than he does. So I want you to think about that for a moment. Because, see, these are just a few. And when I say a few, I mean a few of the images of manhood that are competing for men's acceptance today. 
And as a result, Thunderman guests out there, many men are confused, they're lost, and struggling to find their own identity today. That's why I started off by saying that this is the most complex time in the world to be a man. You think about Hollywood. What, what, what are they doing? They're not doing us any favors. They're flooding our minds with, with images of, you know, like The Rock, Ben Diesel. You know, uh, in sports, America's first, uh, favorite sports just kicked off uh, last weekend. Uh, the NFL. What is the NFL? It's really a barbaric sport. Look, I love it like everybody else used to play us. So I get it. But it's mano against mano and played by the quote unquote real men. But look, let's face reality. Most of us don't look like The Rock. Most of us don't look like an NFL player. So if this is not enough pressure from what Hollywood is doing and society is doing and all of this stuff, if that's not enough pressure, then you have those men who, on top of all of this, are still trying to deal with the challenge of living up to the standards that their old school fathers may have set for them growing up. You all know some of those old school standards. You know, real men don't cry. I think on our first episode, we kind of talked a little bit about that, but you know, real men don't cry. If I remember I quoted uh, or alluded to a statement uh, from The Godfather when Marlon Brando was talking to uh, Johnny who had not gotten this role in Hollywood that he wanted and he came crying to uh, Marlon Brando, The Godfather, asking for assistance to get this role. And Marlon basically shook him and slapped him upside the face and said, act like a man with all this crying and stuff. Because see, the reality of it is, there's that, there has been that old philosophy traditionally that real men don't cry. You know, you some of that old school uh, stuff, uh, you have some old school fathers say, man, put, boy, put, a little, put, put some bass in that voice, talk like a man. You know, uh, what's that old saying? You, you know, a lot, a lot of fathers tell their son, Shh, give a firm handshake like a man. Well, you know, first of all, maybe you're just not that type, that aggressive of a dude. But uh, uh, but these are some of the, the, the things that are challenged, that the challenges that men have to face because of just some of the old school teaching. You know, I remember when I was a, a young guy, my dad would say, if you're out there playing sports or whatever, and you, 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 you fell and you cut yourself, you broke some skin, he would just say, rub some dirt on it, boy, and get back out there. And, you know, I mean, that worked okay for a second. But then I started observing him when he was doing something out there in the yard. And if he got a cut, he'd go to mom's and get me put a Band-Aid on his cut. But I'm supposed to rub some dirt on mine. So so I just told my sons when, when I had my sons, I said, fellas, look here. Go put some Neosporin on that thing. It ain't got nothing to do with man up. <laughs> um, but, but what I'm saying fundamentally is these are real struggles whether we want to acknowledge it or not, that men are dealing with. But they may not even let on 
because for, for the most part, we just don't like to talk. We just don't like to, to open up and, and say a whole lot. But when you think about all this stuff, really, what is a man to do? That's why I say it's a, it's a crisis going on right now. What, what is a man supposed to do? You know, let's go back for a quick so, second and let's let's talk about those three contestants a little bit uh, again. Contestant number one, remember we said, you know, this dude said he's the real man because he filled the traditional male role. You know, he was, you know, he he supported his family financially and, and his wife was able to stay home with the kids and she took care of the kids and she took care of the home. You know, I like to say he was, you know, kind of that that Archie Bunker mentality. And I'm not talking about the other aspect, but I'm just, you know, work, she's at home, he comes home, takes his shoes off, puts his house shoes on, pops open a beer, sits in his chair and waits on her to bring his plate to him. Now, you know, that's uh, a, a lot of men had fathers somewhat like this. I mean, I grew up in even somewhat of an environment like that. Probably the only difference is my mother worked, but my dad still wanted that kind of uh, catering. Uh, that that he could come and just sit down and put his feet up and that she would take care of all the uh, responsibilities. But that, but that's the situation that this guy has found himself in. You know, you think about uh, uh, the second dude, contestant number two. Yeah, he was, called himself, you know, kind of in the middle, you know. And more so, I think this is kind of more of an accurate picture of today's a lot of today's relationships, you know, he says he's a real man because he's culturally progressive. You know, in other words, I'm not stuck in tradition. I'm progressive because my wife and I share the household and child care and responsibilities, and we both have a career. Now, this dude actually considers his wife to be an equal, whereas the other dude never considered his wife to be equal. He He's the man. He's the bread with all that kind of stuff. But the second dude, he considers his wife to be an equal. And it's probably more of a picture, again, of today, especially in economies that demand two incomes. You know, uh, one of the challenges with this is that sometimes uh, a, a tug of war can can be be going on within the household because trying to figure out you know on this equality situation and who actually uh is who and who actually has a say so and all that stuff but we're going to dive into that a little bit uh later as we go but then we have the the third candidate look at him again he he he, he called himself the free man uh, uh he's the real man but he said because he's been freed from male stereotypes and it says and he has decided to take on the nurturing role of caring for his children and home while his wife worked and he considers his wife to be an equal i said if not better now interesting think about that now some people in society would call this third guy a weak guy oh he's not a real man He's not. He's sitting at home taking care of household duties. He's sitting at home uh, taking care of the children, and his wife is working. You know, he he's not handling his manly responsibilities. But now, think about this. What? Give, give me one. I got a thought. What if the man and his wife, this third candidate? actually came to the conclusion 
that he is better with the children than she is. And that he is actually a better housekeeper than she is. And that can be the case because some men are better with children and some men are better with the house. So he's actually a better house manager than her. And they came to the conclusion that her career path was probably a little bit more stable than his and it may be potentially a little bit more lucrative and they would have the sufficient income to uh, to survive as a family. Could he actually be making the probably the more real man decision by standing by staying home? I want you to think about that. After all, what is he doing? He's putting his family first. What is he doing? He's putting the right people in the right seats on the bus. From that book, Good to Great, he, 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 he made a, a conscious decision. You know, uh, I had a guy come to me uh, one time about who should pay the bills. You know, tell me about, you know, who, 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 who's responsibility that who should be doing? I said, well, well, tell me about your past experience. He said, well, growing up in my in my family, my dad always did. And uh, I think because that's what I saw, it should be a man's responsibility. And I, I want to pay the bills. And it's causing a big dispute with his wife. Well, maybe, just maybe, you're not the best person to pay the bills. Because see, who pays the bills does not have anything to do with manhood. It does not have anything to do with uh, macho man. The reality of it is the person who pays the bills ought to be the one who, who probably is more uh, conscious about the finances and more astute and will make sure the bills get paid on time. Matter of fact, I asked dude, I said, "Let me. What, what's your credit like? He said, man, my credit's bad. I said, what's your wife's credit like? He said, oh, her credit is stellar. Well, dude, uh, based on that, she should be paying the bills. Are y'all with me? Yeah. So... But, but when you think about this third guy, maybe that's why he's the actually free guy, because he may be the only one who is actually doing exactly what he wants to do. And he's not concerned about stereotypes. I mean, you take a moment, uh, fundamentally, and think about this. Even the first contestant, has the stress of trying to always live up to those traditional views because even some, some of that is actually comical. You know, so he's got to always live up to being the man of the house, the quote unquote, the financial support, doing all this stuff. Well, that's stress in itself. So when you sit back there and you really think about the plight of man, we're all over the map right now. There's a whole lot of issues that men have to deal with. It's not as cut and dry as it used to be. It's not so simple as it used to be that, that men just really understood what was going on and it, it was easy. No, we've got a lot of things going on in the mind and it's, and it's, and it's really tearing away and confusing and, and men are really trying to find acceptance today and really what their identity looks like. So we're going to we're going to dive deeper into this after we come back for a break. So as we as we prepare for this break, I want you to t take some time. I want you to you know, do what you got to do, but but hold to stay tuned into because I want you to come back, because when we come back, 
we're going to continue with our discussion on men in crisis. And what we're going to try to do is try to define, you know, when, when did this crisis start? When, when did all this stuff start? Because it seemed like it wasn't always this way. And what are some of the causes of this crisis? And while we explore some of the challenges that it presents and see if we can come up with some type of solution. So we're going to take a brief break right now. and We'll be right back. I'm Carl Bobo, and this is Fundamentals. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. Voiceamerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. Voiceamerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit Voiceamerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. Voiceamerica.tv. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are. In the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. This is Fundamentals with Carl Bobo. To connect with our show, please send an email to carl at choose2embracelife.com. That's K-A-R-L at choose, the number two, embracelife.com. Now, let's get back to Fundamentals. Welcome back, Fundaman. Hope you had a great break. And uh, we want to uh, continue our discussion on uh, basically men in crisis, because I I think what I'm seeing is that we actually have uh, a serious crisis going on in the world. And and I'm really if you really observe it, you see a lot of men struggling with this crisis because they're trying to find out who we are and what we should do. So, so first thing we want to talk about is, you know, really, how did all this stuff come about? When you start talking about this crisis that we have, and when you start talking about, we talked about the, the three contestants up there. I mean, realistically, who would you have said was the more tr- uh, real man? There'd be someone on the call that would say that the traditional dude was the more real man. But then there'd be some others who actually are a little bit more progressive that would say the second one was the real man. But you'd also have those out there, uh, even a few more who would say that the third one was. I mean, so, so really, who is the real man? I, I'm not even sure that we can even define that today. But, but I think when you start talking about when this stuff started, you know, and how we have gotten to the point that we are right now, that there is uh, a, a crisis and that this is the most complex time to be a man. I think it started off, the, we have what is called a crisis of roles going on right now. Uh, historically, men had defined roles. Get a job. Get married. 
have some kids and work and support your family. Pretty cut and dry. I mean, when I was growing up, that's I pretty much I wanted to go to college. I wanted to get a job. One day get married, have some children. And I thought my job is to make sure I get out there and support them. However, now we got to think about this for a second. As women began to elevate themselves in society and leave the Edith Bunker mentality and the stay-at-home wife, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the stay-at-home wife, so don't misunderstand me. Domestic engineers have a tremendous responsibility. But, But as women began to elevate themselves, and not only that, as couples wanted more out of life than what one income could provide, or possibly as uh, uh, as a result of living in an economic environment that demands two incomes, things change. You know, heck, I live here in the Bay Area. My wife and and I in Northern California. Yeah, uh, it's 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 tough in Northern California to make it on one. It's tough to make it on two. You know, so so as as things changed, what happened was roles began to change somewhat. And this is what has led to a lot of confusion among men. And that's what we want to we want to talk about a little bit, because see, right now, men are no longer clear on who they are and or what women expect from them. Let me say that again. Men are no longer clear on who they are or what women expect of them. And I can go even a step further. I'm not even sure right now that if you ask most women that they actually know and can articulate what they what their expectations are in their man. Because it's something that's not really being talked about. We're just ignoring this fact that we have gone into what is called a crisis mode, that things have changed and a lot of relationships have not changed. And as a result, see, right now, men are now in conflict with societal expectations as well as traditional ideas of what a man should be. And let's take a let's take a closer look at this confusion so you can see see if I can illustrate this and make some sense for you right quick. Question. Is the man still supposed to be the breadwinner in the home in 2016? Now I can I can hear some mumbling right now. I know there's some people in cars said, huh, all kind of thoughts going on three people's mind. Is the man still supposed to be the breadwinner in 2016? Remember, seven years ago, I was talking with my dad, and uh, we, we were just talking about this kind of subject and, and technically who's supposed to be the breadwinner and all that kind of stuff. And he just and he he laughed at him. He said, "Man, I just got a problem with it. Man, I'm just gonna be honest. I just I, whatever your mother made, I gotta make at least a dollar more. It's just it's just something that was it within him. He just said it's it's something that I have to do. You know, I I gotta make more. And it's not now. Listen, this is not simply my dad issue. This is a whole lot of dads issue. But also, it's not simply an old school mentality. Uh, a few years ago, I was interviewing a lady 
for a role to work with me and work for me as a financial advisor. Now, understand, this woman was sharp as they come. I mean, from the time she walked in throughout the whole interview process, I was blown away by her and had zero doubt that she would be not only successful, but be an outstanding financial advisor. And I told her so. And part of my interviewing process, what I would do is is sometimes uh, offer what is called a VIP interview, which is a very important person in your life. So if you want to bring somebody in uh, uh, as, as one of uh, for one of the interviews so that they can hear some of the things that we're talking about, just to make sure that you have a second of opinion, you're welcome to do it. Well, she decided she wanted to do it. She loved the opportunity. She saw the money. We had a compensation. She saw the money she could make. And she said, I want to do this. I, I want to bring my husband in so he can see what you're talking about. And I want you to tell you, when, when she brought her husband in, he came in and we sat and we sat down in my office, door closed. And, and he explained to him what the position was about as far as a financial advisor. And, uh, and then I showed her, here's how she would get paid. And we walked through this and he could clearly see that she would make six figure income. And right there in the middle of this VIP interview, he said, no. And I said, excuse me. He said, no, my wife can't do this. And I said, why? And he was totally honest with me and transparent. He said, I don't want my wife making more money than I do. You know, I, I can't I can't fathom that. I make $30,000 a year, and you're going to tell me that she can make $100,000 a year? He's no. No, she can't do it. She needs to be at home with the kids. Now, this is this, is this man's mentality. we got to understand, this is some stuff that's going on out there in society. So here's his conclusion. You know, because of traditional views, he's saying, we'll keep surviving off of $30,000 of household income when we could have $130,000. Are y'all with me? Now, let me be real clear. I'm the opposite of that. I don't care if I make the most money or my wife makes the most money because the reality of it is it goes in the same pot. You know, it doesn't matter. It's the same money. It's the same bobo money. It has nothing to do with her money and my money. It's the same thing. Yeah. See, that, that's additional pressure that you add to your life, additional stress that you got to make more money than your wife. Well, what does that mean? You got to go, if, if your job pays 50000 and her job pays fifty one, and you can't get a raise, what are you going to go get a part-time job? That's additional pressure. See, the reality that we have to understand in this particular time is that men are not the only ones who bring home the quote-unquote bacon. Are y'all listening to me, Fundamental? No. Listen, when I met my wife, she already was bringing home some bacon. She had her own bacon, if y'all follow me. She already had a house. So what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to come in? and get with her, and I'm this white knight in shining armor coming to rescue rescue this damsel in distress? I'm Superman? Come on now, are you crazy? That don't even make common sense. Because see, here's the reality, and I'm trying to be transparent as we're on this show because I think that's what it's all about. You have to understand that I'm just like you. 
and I try to keep it real. You know, but the reality is my wife didn't need me. She was going to be okay without me. And the thing is, I would have been okay without her. But here's the reality. But together, we could be a bad, as Shaft said, mother, shut your mouth. That's what I'm talking about. You know, it's, it's what we can do together. It's not simply, you know, her on her own and me on my own. You know, no, times have changed. See, back in the old days, a lot of women were kept in check because of either fear or codependency. But now those days have, are, are different right now. Those days have changed and women have their own money. They don't, they don't need all of that stuff. So you got to understand it's a different dynamic out there right now. You know, you be careful. You got to be careful as you go out there. Shoot, some women have, not only do they bring home more bacon than you, that they might own two, three, four, five pigs. That's the reality of life. And you're trying to worry about, you know, who, how many bank accounts should we have? See, see the reality of it is, who, who should be the breadwinner? This is some. This is stuff that men are dealing with now. Tradition leans towards the man, and that's the stress that men have had all along. That's what tradition did. But but right in today's day and age, that con- conflicts with the old ways, because it's it's a whole different world out there. Back in the old times, only the men worked. It's a new day out there, and women work. Women have their own responsibility, uh, money, and and uh, have their own self worth. Let me ask you another question: Is the man still the leader and authority in the home? Oh gosh, women, sit down. If there's any women on this air today, be sit down. I can I can see steam coming. Is the man still the leader and authority? in the home. I can sit back there and see some women and I've, I've, I've actually unfortunately been around, been in some men's houses and, and kind of heard some of this stuff coming from uh, some of those significant others. I'm not no slave. You're not my boss and all that stuff. It's not your way. You know, uh, it, it's not your way or the highway. I mean, think about it. How are decisions made? You know, I mean, who, who, who has the authority within the house? Is it co-authority? I could understand in the traditional ways where, you know, uh, unfortunately, the man, he brought home the bacon and the woman just said, well, he probably usurped a little bit more authority. But this is a different day. So, so here's the challenge. And men are struggling with this. How do you make decisions? If she makes more money than you are, who does have the authority in the house? And what you find is a lot of people walking around on eggshells, you know, uh, just because they they just don't uh, know what to do. Now, don't miss me. Don't get don't get me wrong. I get it. Everybody is grown, but you know what? It's a whole lot easier when you're both rowing in the same direction. That's all I'm here to say. Everything doesn't have to be a conflict. But the reality of it is, this situation does. It's a conflict within the household. When you got two people that work, when you have two people that are sharing the responsibilities, you know, if you're not careful, if you're not mature, if you don't talk about this stuff, it's a conflict. Who's going to cook? Who's going to clean? Who's going to do this? I work just like you do. 
I'm tired just like you are. You know, but tradition says the man is the authoritative person in the house. That's that's what tradition says. But it has caused cr- uh, stress within a lot of homes because no longer does that terminology work. It's my way or the highway. Because Tess tell you something from the man, she might take the highway down. Just just figure I throw that out there to you. Got another one for you. Another question. Is the man still the protector? Don't get quiet on me. Think about that now. Is the man still the protector? See, back in the old days, you know, the man, traditional man was always protector. I'll take the bullet for the wife. She don't have to fight. I'll stand up. That's how things used to be. But now, like, yeah, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me let you on to a little insight. I know some women who can actually shoot better than most men. Think about it. I'm telling you. Okay, well, I know we got some people, you know, I don't care what, maybe your philosophy on gun control is one way, so you don't want to hear the word shoot. Okay, all right, well, let, let, me, let me break it down a little bit a different way. From an exercise perspective, I, I do a little kickboxing. My, my, my son, my oldest son's got a, a couple of kickboxing studios, and so I have a tendency to go down there and, and do a little kickboxing and work, work out, get my, get my uh, physical activity on and all that good stuff. But now here, here's an interesting dynamic. Most of the women that he actually told me it was about 65% of the women, excuse me, of the clients that he had, there are women. About 65% of his clients at his kickboxing studio are women. I've seen some women hit some bags better than some men. Matter of fact, I've actually seen the opposite which uh, it ties into our point right here. I've seen men come in to try it out with their women and were so insecure because they couldn't hit the bags with authority because they saw some women that were actually hitting the bags harder than them, hitting things better than them, going through the workouts better, that some of them were too intimidated to even sign up that they would just cowardly take the opposite approach. And say, well, man, it's just not my thing right now. I'm going to, uh, uh, I already got a gym and I'm going to do this. But you could tell as they were going through the working out, the real deal is that they couldn't face the fact that the woman was actually tougher. But, folks, that's the reality of life right now. Now, I know tradition leans toward, again, the man. Tradition says that man is the protector. And all that stuff. I mean, that's that's what tradition says. But see, that, that that has caused conflict because back in the old days, all you had to do was worry about being ready to defend your spouse if the time ever arose. Even though if you weren't that tough, you might say, I hope it doesn't even come up. But that was the only worry you have. Now you got to deal with not only that, in addition to that, you got to deal with the reality that she might actually be able to whip you. <sighs> Fundamental, I know y'all think I'm being tough on you today, but I'm, I'm, I'm dealing real because, see, this is some stuff that's going on in some men's minds that we're not talking about. Got another thing for you. Should a man still show chivalry? Should a man still show chivalry? And I want you to know this is confusing nowadays. 
That is not an easy statement because for every woman that sits on this, that's on this phone, uh, uh, listen to the radio right now, who says they should, you have another woman who says that they shouldn't. I can't tell you how many times, and I've, I was brought up old school, you open the door for women. But I can't tell you how many times that I have gone to open the door for a lady walking into my office building and uh, I can open the door for myself. Well, excuse me. I mean, I wasn't being disrespectful when I tried to open the door for you. I was trying to be a gentleman. You know, but that's the reality. So some women don't like chivalry. And it's confusing because you have some guys that actually want to do it. I mean, when you, I'm glad I'm not in the dating scene because how do you do it? I was brought up, you know, make you pay for the meal. Well, that's a different day. She making as much money, if not more than you do. Do you share it? Do you go Dutch? You got to be careful on what you say to people. Bill, chivalry is crazy. I, I mean, here's a story. I complimented a lady one time. She was walking out of my building and I just complimented her on an outfit that she had and said that she looked very nice today. That was it. Shoot. A few days later, she showed up, found out what office I worked in, showed up in my office unannounced and started talking to my admin about, uh, oh, where's that handsome old head guy, blah, blah, And I'm sitting there saying, have you lost your mind? You're taking a compliment too far. But that's the reality. And it's got men confused. And now we don't know what to do. Should we even uh, still show chivalry? Now, you guys have to admit from the men and guests, this is a complex time. We don't even know what's going on, which way is up, and what we're supposed to do. Look here, we've got to take another break right quick. So we're going to do that, and then we'll come right back. And when we come back, we're going to come back to our that, that final section that we always do, and that's the man down session, where we continue our talks uh, along the, the men in crisis, but where we start trying to give you know some concrete uh, things that you can do to try to turn this thing around a little bit. So uh, we're going to have that break. Please stay tuned in and we'll be right back. This is Carl Bobo with Fundamentals. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. and connected on our lively award-winning healthy living power hour star style be the star you are with hosts cynthia bryan and heather Brittany. live every wednesday at 4 p.m pacific on the voice america empowerment channel tune in to the power party for positive uplifting life-changing talk radio visit starstyleradio.com of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person think about that for a second almost everyone wants to be better but how does one go about doing that one thing that is making people better every week is tuning into the self-improvement show with dr irene conlon all real change comes from within but many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement most of us don't know how to work within Listen Thursdays at noon Pacific, 
3 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. This is Fundamentals with Carl Bobo. To connect with our show, please send an email to carl at choose2embracelife.com. That's K-A-R-L at choose, the number two, embracelife.com. Now, let's get back to Fundamentals. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, welcome back, my fundamental, as well as the guest. I'll tell you, you know, while I was sitting on break, I'm uh, just meditating on this 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 conversation that we're having today. And look, I, I, this is this is some deep stuff. This is some deep conversation, and it's some stuff that we really need to talk about. I mean, I I really think we think we really need to get some dialogue going in this direction. But uh, what I was thinking about over the break is how fast this time is flying, and and we really can't do this subject justice just in a one hour program, you know? So, so what I'm hoping to do is, you know, if, 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 if this is something that you all want is that one day down the road, we'll bring this thing back uh, and revisit this subject and maybe even do a series of lessons to break it down a little bit deeper and address different issues a little bit more thoroughly. Maybe even have some guests on the show that we can bounce some stuff on uh, off of, but, but I need to know what you want. You know, I'm going to you know, send me an email. Give me your thoughts. I need this show is not about Carl Bobo. That's not what this show is about. This is fundamentals. This is about men. This is about men's stuff. You know, I need to hear from you what you want to talk about because I'm putting together a variety of things, but it might not be in your backyard, so to speak. So take some time again, send me an email. Uh, Carl, K-A-R-L, at choose two, the number two, embracelife.com. And just let me know what your thoughts are, maybe some topics that you would like uh, us to talk about. And if you want us to dive deeper with this and even bring some guests on, I'd love to hear uh, what your comments are. Now, as I was saying, that you know, we, we, we've come to our man down uh, section. And realistically, the complexity of what's going on right now uh, this is enough to bring a strong man down because you really just don't know what to do. And I also think that this has contributed, contributed to, to some of our uh, some substance abuse, high blood pressure, and tell you the truth, even some infidelity because you've got guys out there that just don't know which way is up and they're crying out and trying to figure out what to do. She doesn't understand me. I don't know what my role is, so therefore you just go to the bottle or, 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 or something else. You know, uh, press, blood pressure goes up. You go into the arms of somebody else. You know, all this stuff happens because we just don't understand. So, so what we want to do is sit back and see if we can get some dialogue and talk about some of this stuff. You know, these are some of the things when we when we talked about in that first uh, lesson a few weeks ago. These are some of the thoughts that go in in that deep subconscious of of men as we're sitting in the men cave, trying to figure out what's going on. So here we are in Man Down, and we told you that Man Down is a place where we like to give some uh, instructional pieces on how to get back up. So so let's let, we we can't again we cannot this deal with this subject in totality today. It's impossible. The subject is too broad. 
but we can talk about something as a starting point. So, so here's what I say from, you know, for, from a man down perspective. Here's the starting point. Communication is the key. Listen to me. Communication is the key to getting out of this crisis right here. Now, when I say communication, the first thing I'm going to say is, first of all, a fundamental. We got to feel comfortable enough that you can talk to other fundamental about some of this stuff. You know, usually when we get together, we're talking about sports. And with the NFL going on right now, there's a whole lot of sports talk going on. And and NBA getting ready to go to training camp in a few weeks. So I get it. You know, baseball getting ready to have playoffs. Well, what happens is you start spending too much time talking about sports. But we need to talk about some of this serious stuff. Because here's the reality. We can help each other out. When you start talking, when you start having dialogue, what you might find out is that you're not alone in your situation, that you have some other fundamental out there that are going through similar things and or maybe who've already overcome it. And they may be able to kind of help you look at things a little different. But if you keep things bottled up, it, it's not healthy to anybody. You know, you may find out that other people feel the same way that you feel. And that they actually might not look at your situation as a challenge to your manhood. You know, we're talking about that third contestant who stay at home dad. Some people would look down on it, but I brought up some good points that he actually might be the smartest one of the group. And he actually might be the one who is the most real man because he and his wife may have made a conscious decision that that was the best thing for their family. But you don't know if you don't talk about this stuff, you know, I mean, my way is simply a way. And it's a way that possibly the way that I was taught. Your way actually might be better, but I don't know about it if we don't talk about it. I, I hope you guys are with me, Fundamental. Fundamental, we have to progress to a level where we can confide in each other where we can not only confide in each other, but we can display emotion with each other. And watch this. And even a level of affection without the fear of homophobia as a challenge to your manhood. Come on now. Uh, I, I know some people sitting up saying, wait a minute, oh, where, where, where are you going with this? Look here. You know, it, for some reason, we've allowed traditional views of society to sit back there and even say men can't even show emotional affection to one another. Look, I remember vividly the very first hug that I can remember. I'm not talking about when I was an infant, but the very first hug that I can remember having from my with my dad. I was a grown man with children. And we, we, we had never hugged. Why? Because... That's how I was brought up. He was a traditional, he is a traditional dude. We just didn't do that. Now, now here in 2016, we will give each other a hug because my middle son broke him down a little bit, but we'll do it. And we've kind of overcome some of that stuff. You know, you think realistically how stupid some of this stuff is. Athletes hug each other all the time during the games. After they score a touchdown, after make a good play, had it hug each other, pat each other on the behind. They do all kind of crazy things. And, and it only becomes an issue or a challenge to manhood after the game. I just figured I'd throw that out there for you. 
Another thing you need to do is you need to talk to your lady. Let me say that again. Not only do men need to talk to men more about some of this stuff, non-sports related, and we do, but you also need to talk to your lady. You know, again, men don't know what their women's expectations are from him. And as I said, I'm not sure that women actually know themselves because it's a conversation that we it's, it's just not talked about. A lot of issues in relationships is a conflict of roles uh, crisis. That's, that's a, a lot of issues in relationships is a conflict of roles crisis. And most can be solved with just low communication. I mean, fellas, you have to educate your wife on some of your convictions and why you have those convictions. She may not even understand. She may not even understand. You know, if she hasn't, if she hasn't been listening to this program, she may not even understand that there is a crisis up there, out there. She may not even understand, and I'm sure the majority of people in this world don't even understand that the roles have actually evolved. We we haven't spent taken stopped and smelled the coffee and spent enough time to focus on that. Things have changed, not in all households, but in a, a majority of households. You know, so so you 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 have to help her understand. You have to help her to understand that it's not simply you not respecting her as a partner. That's not what it's about. It's that these are some convictions that you have from upbringing and you need to understand why I think the way I think, but it doesn't necessarily make it right. And you know what? Then you can talk about her expectations in both. And you know, once you do all that stuff, then I really believe that you can compromise. And not have an argument. So here, here's the reality of it is, you know, uh, reasonable people can come up with reasonable solutions. Third thing I want to tell you, you know, in, in this man now, understand after you've talked to you, to spend some time talking to your fellas and talking to your wife, we need to also understand that whatever works for you, you know, in my house, the only opinion that matters is my wife and, my, and mine. That's it. It's our opinion. I don't really concern myself with even my fellow men might think about me because the reality of it is I'm confident in my own manhood and confident in my own self that I really don't care what you think and how we do things and if we do it the way you did it at your house. If I decide I want to help cook, I cook. If I decide I want to help wash dishes, I do it. I'm confident in who I am. Because, see, the reality of it is society is not paying my helping me pay my bills. I'm on fun to man. When I need comforting at night because it's a little cool in the bed, society is not sitting up there laying next to me, comforting me, comforting me at night. <sighs> if y'all know what I'm coming from. So what I'm saying is what happens in my house is I, you need to understand, do what works for you. And lastly, what was done in the past does not necessarily mean that it's right for the present. Let me say that again. What was done in the past does not necessarily make it right 
for the present. There's a quick story I'm going to share with you and then we'll close out. A, a young lady who had been married for a few years and was always making this pot roast for her husband because it was her favorite meal, but he noticed she'd always cut off the ends of the pot roast. And he kept saying, honey, why are you cutting off the ends of the pot roast? And she said, my mother did it and my grandmother did it. And he said, well, you're cutting off some good meat. He said, she said, this is how I was taught. He went to the mother and he went and asked her and she said, I did it because my mother told me. So he went to grandma and grandmother said, I did it because my pot was too small. So here it is. We had a tradition starting in a family of people carrying on some traditions and not even knowing why they're carrying it on. What I'm saying is that some of your father's lessons are just like this. Some of that old school tradition is just like this. It might be outdated and they might not even have a real reason to even articulate why they did what they did. Look here, Thunder Man, our time has run out and we, we, we're going to have to shut this down, so I get it. But hang on in there with us. Email me. Talk to one another. Let's lift each other up. It's a complex time, but together we can make this thing work. This is Carl Bobo. I look forward to talking back with you again on next week, Thunder Man. Man up and man out. Thanks for listening this week to Fundamentals. Please join your host, Carl Bobo, again next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have an awesome week.